Thanks for being with us today. If you are following along on social media or keeping in touch with friends, family that way, uh, you've likely seen people referencing the fact uh, they've forgotten what day it is, what month it is. How long have we been doing these social physical distancing measures and staying home as much as we can? Seems to a lot of people, seems a lot longer than it has actually been. So a new phrase is popping up, Corona fatigue. This, as we were told by the provincial health officer yesterday, watershed week. This is a crucial time and how we act now, how we continue with these measures now will have a big impact on how long we will have to do this isolation and lockdown. Well, let's bring in Michelle Cambolis, a clinical therapist and author to talk about this idea of corona fatigue. Michelle, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me on, Jill. Uh, I, I imagine it would be kind of normal for people. At first, it's it's new, it's different, it's a bit strange, and then it gets a bit tiring. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's some really predictable stages um, to people's reactions with coronavirus and, and facing, you know, the level of threat that we've been under. And, and you know, in the first stage, people really... Um, came together and um, and and really out of our survival instinct, we made some very dramatic changes with social distancing, washing our hands, going out only for necessities, and and um, and so you know in our in our desire to keep ourselves safe and and um, our communities safe, we we took the measures that needed to to be taken. Um, and, and then there was an interesting kind of transition for a lot of people into like almost a sense of motivation and, and um, uh, a desire to use the time for connecting with families and self-improvement. And you saw a lot of people um, putting plans in motion to exercise more and really look after them, themselves. And, and, but, you know, now We've been at home for a very long time um, with our partners, with our children, and there. And we were also um, now very, very deeply, deeply aware of the level of trauma and the level of loss. Um, and so there's there's a almost a collective grief that we're all experiencing. So you know. First of all, you know, the, the ongoing uh, task and burden of hypervigilance combined with the collective grief of everything that's happening in the world leads to a great deal of fatigue. Absolutely. So what advice do you give to people then? And, and I think it might even be worse, I would think, for people, like you said, that are at home. Many people are trying homeschooling now for the first time ever. They never anticipated that they would be in a position like that. What advice do you give people who are feeling this way? Well, any opportunity that you have to come together and reach out for support um, is is a great line of defense. And um, I mean, hopefully, we're really paying attention to um, getting enough sleep and making sure that we're, um, you know, accessing some level of exercise every day and really looking after our mind body system. But, you know, from there, um, you know, leaning into our supports in order to make these adjustments is really important. Find your rhythm, um, rest when you need, and understand that this doesn't have to look a specific way. Um, It's really a matter of whatever you need to do to make this time um, work for you in a way that minimizes stress and anxiety and allows you to stay the course. 
And what about technology? Because this has been brought up a few times and that imagine doing this without smartphones, without iPads, without screens, that you can do virtual meetings and virtual check-ins with people. Oh, doesn't it make you so grateful for, for technology? <laughs> and people are having, you know, um, dinners with family members over platforms like Zoom and, and now um, homeschooling over Zoom. And, um, and at our clinic, we're providing uh, a virtual counseling um, so that people are still able to access clinical counseling support and um, and the um, you know the contact that they need in order to be able to keep their mental health intact and and it's funny because we often talk about how technology in, under normal circumstances can keep us you know checking work email and can keep us constantly linked into everything and turned and and makes it so it's difficult to unwind and difficult to get away from that whereas now it's become such a lifeline such a lifeline and it's so important that when we're connecting with others that we have that eye contact um, so that we can touch with our eyes. You know, one of the first things that happens when, when we come into this world is we're touched and we're held. And so, um, you know, really we need that on a primal level. And if we don't have it, it has an impact on our, on our health system, on our immune system and, and our endocrine system. So make sure that with those that you're self-isolating with, um, hug lots. <laughs> and um, for those that, that you're not able to stay in touch with, do it uh, online. And I've seen people exercising and again, posting on social media, finding innovative ways or creative ways to exercise at home. Not everybody obviously has a home gym or even has equipment to do that at home. Uh, but how important is that? Do you think even if it's, if it's doing a yoga class that you find online or doing some kind of routine that, that maybe you've never done before? Well, it's extremely important, and I've actually never seen so many um, offerings online in terms of calisthenics classes and yoga and and all kinds of workouts. So people are being very, very generous in, in um, you know putting their offerings online. And but the other piece here is turning in and using this time in order to um, practice self soothing and and um, and and self-knowing. So there are a lot of meditation practices that are available online as well. So, you know, depending on what you need, um, there's a lot available to you. And, um, you know, it's most importantly, it's a time to, you know, really listen to what that balance might look like for you. And what about people that might be dealing with depression or be dealing with uh, with with isolation and that even before this happened and are just feeling it uh, compiled on that and, and are even more affected by it? For those who struggle with um, mental health problems um, the, and who often feel isolated already, um, this is a very, very difficult time. And so um, it's so important to reach out. Um, There are mental health teams available that have put protocols in place um, in order to make sure that um, you have access to mental health support and treatment. And so, you know, while it may look different to what you're used to in terms of a support model, um, adaptations are being made and they're available to you.
And one other question, financial uh, concerns are also uh, help, uh, for a lot of people, whether people have been temporarily laid off or had their work hours cut back or they simply can't go to work. Uh, what do you say when people, uh, along with the isolation and perhaps the missing of being around people, are also dealing with real financial problems? Yeah, so many of us are having to make um, adaptations and, and changes to how we're working and and um, many are out of work now. And so um, educate yourself on what's available to you in terms of um, financial support, EI support, um, grants and loans, um, and, and then remind yourself that this is temporary, that while we want to weather this storm and we want to stick to all of the good work that we're doing to make sure that we're protecting ourselves and others, that this will have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you, you will be able to go back to, to earning again.